Hello and welcome to another uh, podcast, uh, Bertie and Paul podcast. I'm uh, delighted we're here again. So uh, I've got uh, Mikey Dahl uh, today. Hi, hi Michael, how are you get on? I am good, thank you. Yeah, uh, nice to be back on. Um, not too much to talk about on the Celtic front, but yeah, be good. Looking forward to it. No, I just I think yeah, well there is there's things to talk about and there's not and. So, uh, like, uh, yeah. First of all, uh, the, the stories as it seems to be that Eddie Howe is going to be our new manager. But he be, as my my dad said, he's he's done the right thing and waited for his backroom staff, which I'm happy with, I suppose, because the we've got a bad history of bringing guys in without the backroom staff, and the last person yeah. that did that was Rogers. So that's fine. That's you're happy with that, Mike? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, you look, you look at it. I mean, the only, it's purely from a, I, I suppose, the perspective that you want Celtic fans needed some good news, and you know, if Eddie Howe was in position to take the job five or four or five weeks ago, you know, I suppose selfishly, well, I don't know. I just thought it would have been the right thing to at least indicate that a change, you know, a change was coming. But yeah. Um, but let, I, I've still got good feeling about it, you know. If he, when he, if and when he eventually arrives, so yeah, you'll kind of forget this this period once he's in the door, hopefully, and and kind of getting to work. So yeah, I see. I, I definitely, I see what you're saying. I do. I get that. It's 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 also as well is yeah. Again, we've talked about it before the lack of Celtic podcasts, the lack of Celtic interest. Mm. I mean, I, I go online. And I still look at like news stories. I, I just, it's just a. I suppose it's a, it's a power of habit, isn't it? You still go and look, and apparently today, Liverpool have dropped Edward from their. I mean, it, so from their list of wanted players and stuff like that, and then, so, but you're never really sure. And Celtic are a tight run club, but that's that sort of point of view. They're not going to. So I just think a lot of it now is just sort of Jack and Ori. So I, I sort of yeah. skip over it. Like I think today, Kerry Miller was saying Celtic need to go big, and then Naismith was having a wee pop at his, and how does? And to be honest, I really have lost that type of interest because it's just sort of it's playground stuff, you know. And and also as well as, and that this hasn't happened for a long, long time. It's it's that case of where we're just a we're we're a team that's just down tools or perceived to be looking forward to holidays which has not happened for such a long time it's just it's a weird time no it isn't you kind of I heard I was listening to one of the podcasts um, through the week there and what he said was was absolutely bang on it's like you you know you've put your faith in the board you know you're trusting them that they're that they're doing their due diligence and yeah. they're taking their time about this appointment, but they've done absolutely hee haw to deserve that trust. You know what I mean? Like you, it's a sort of weird situation. It's like, yeah, I'm going to look on the positive here and say that, you know, Celtic, you know, that they're being diligent about this. And then you think, but look at the, you know, absolute bin fire of our season. And you just, you know, so it's like, well, they were completely responsible for that. So I don't know. I mean, the other thing that gets me is, don't, you know, I don't feel like we've got loads of time. Yeah, I think 
you know, if Howe was available four or five weeks ago, that could have been a really important phone five, four or five weeks for him to come in yeah. with an eye next season. So, I mean, I don't know. The board are what, fairly relaxed about that. I mean, there is technically the potential to get into the, the Champions League. I mean, all right, it's a tougher route, presumably. I've not really looked too much into it, but you know, fe- it's feasible that we could get into the Champions League or Achilles' heel had has always been, you know, put, you know, failing to prepare for those early rounds, and you would think they would want. I don't know. It's just it's uh, the. I mean, yeah, they obviously are relaxed enough to wait for it, and maybe they they don't feel that they need the money. But I would have thought it would have been worth a punt to try and make the Champions League. But there you go. Because because of this sort of. Like this sort of weird period of where I mean, there's three games left in the season, and that's the season, and then there's the Euros. Yeah. Now, as far as I'm concerned, Celtic players will still be playing in the Euros. So, when you look at it tactically, if McGregor is going to play for Celtic next year, we really should be resting all those players because yeah. it's there's no real need to play them. Yeah. You see, I mean, like if Christie does come back, or McGregor does come back, or Ayer does come back, like if they do or don't, and the other point, the other point of this sort of this weird time as well is that the Celtics last ten seasons or last so many seasons, probably last fifteen twenty, uh, end of year, end of season. It's, it's always been predicated on there's lots of money in the football world. So the drip-down effect, mm. you know that. That's what happens. Somebody moves to a big club, that releases money through, then through, and through, then suddenly we're allowed to go and get somebody like Bindelli, who then... Leo, you get my draft. It's all this kick-on. This, at the end of this year, this season, I don't think there's the money there. In mm. fact... If you look at the, the amount of debt Barcelona and Real Madrid have got, I mean, they're not going to be pulling up any trees. So, it, Man City are not going to, they're saying they're not going to spend that much money. Liverpool are saying, no, we're not really. So, when it starts to, when you start to look at it, you're like, like we, we might think to ourselves, oh, Ayer's going to leave for 10 million. But if these sort of deals are not being done at the high level, that means the money's not there uh, uh, to, to, yeah. to people to take a punt. So, it's true. Yeah. It I, I mean, you know, I mean, do, are the, is that what the board are thinking, or or are they just taking a punt? Now that's what, do you know what I mean? It's just that it's that lack of faith, I suppose, that the board of hey, we've got this. Do you know what I mean? We know what's going to happen. I look at it on the face of it. We've got a new manager coming in. We've got potentially a lot of players going out, and. You know, I would quite like the manager that's going to be there next year to be in assessing what he's got. I mean, yeah. again, benefit of the doubt, maybe he's doing that from afar. You know, maybe he's watching all our games and um, so, yeah, benefit of the doubt, maybe that is what's happening. But again, you know, I mean, it does. Then I think, well, what a waste this last kind of five or six games have been with John Kennedy and as manager because well, he's not really done anything he's basically picked the same teams all the stuff that we talked about you know like you've got a, you know 
play the goalie. Do you know what I mean? Like just play play a whether it's a young goalie or or the Greek boy. Just give them a run in the team to see if they've got anything about them. Um, yeah, I mean, who's the other? Well, Sorrow, like you know, get him first yeah. name in the team sheet. Start start playing the players where the new manager thinks they're you know thinks they fit in his plans, and it just hasn't like it hasn't seemed like that. It's just. Like John Kennedy's made a really, really rubbish audition for the job. You know that seems to be what's happened to me. He's tried to tinker it round the edges and look out a few of the old Brendan Rodgers post-match interviews and just sort of try and regurgitate them. <laughs> I know. I know. You know, it's like well, spend more time trying to you know put your stamp in the team rather than watching reruns of that fakes well, um, the pro- interviews. Yeah, I mean, one of the one of the one of the the great things about having. Uh, the two Chrissies on the on the podcast last week, these school these Brown Mafia was that there was loads and loads of feedback. Tons of people were like, Oh, and it just the guys were great. But I spoke to when I spoke to Marty Claire, she was we talked about it, she said her view is that John Kennedy doesn't want the job. He's got no interest in the job and he's just and I kinda of took me aback, so me and Claire, me and Claire always me and Marty Claire always have good discussions. About and Claire's got her own way of thinking about things, and she's always her own. She 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 does her, her own Celtic view of things, and that's Claire's always been like that. I suppose I'm the same, really. But I kind of took me back slightly. I'm thinking, what? Why does a 37 year old guy not want this job? Why would he not take this opportunity? So maybe we are looking at it the wrong way. Maybe he's just he's just plodding along. He gets a sporting director role, whatever that is. And he sits back and he said, 10, 100 million years at Celtic and a great wage and not tax. He said, maybe, maybe, maybe Claire's right. Maybe. That would be great. But, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he kind of, I was kind of getting the impression that there was, they were trying to put flyers out to see whether, you know, the fans would accept him as the manager. You know, you had guys. He was out like Kieran Tierney saying, "Oh, I should get the job," and obviously the guy at Leicester manager saying that he should get the job. And <laughs> you know, you're just a bit like, oh, "Are we getting set up here? You know, is this the is this how it works?" <laughs> or you know, but like, you know, everyone loves John Kennedy. But it always reminds me, of, you know, like the wee the wee guy looked like a gerbil that was um, Sam Allardyce's assistant, and you know, everyone loved him. <laughs> or, Great coach, Sammy Lee. Oh, Sammy give him the yeah. job. Get give him the job, and of course he's like he gets the job, and he's just rubbish, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. I just, I just like, that's the story of my life, Mikey. I keep keep all the job. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Got pieces in the in the open forum desk, please, Radisa. <laughs> but I suppose that yeah. But then so maybe Claire's right. Claire's usually right. With that sort of stuff, because I believe uh, you know, is that the source of the the white smoke rumor that you know there's there's going to be a heavy police presence or something? No, I, I don't. John McGonigal, John McGonigal said that. that? All right, yeah. fair enough. You should never well, reveal your sources. My mum and dad, mum and dad were at Celtic Park this morning, so they were back in the superstore for Michael Morris Junior to get him some some gear. So they said the place was going like a fair. So that's the superstore open. So we're okay there. Yeah, I would see- like to. Uh, this is a, a, a genuine, like a self-interest here. If anyone actually physically goes into the Celtic shop and tells me whether there's any of the shots with that inside inner lining, because I just I, I love shots that've got inner lining. <laughs> 
Someone could just let me know because I've bought everything, you know, all the other shots, and they don't have that. Anyway, move on. You can cut that bit out, but I just uh, you're, you're I need to basically go to a Celtic store. We need to open one in Southwest London, and I'll be their biggest customer. <laughs> but yeah, so then, then okay, so we had that had that discussion with, and yeah, I mean, Chrissy Dixon did say I think John Kenny only played twenty eight games for Celtic. But anyway, like that's that's what it is. But then, watching the Champions League games last couple of nights has got me angry, angry again about Celtic because both team, all teams played with real purpose, and and even PSG last night they played the first half they played really well against Man City. They weren't frightened to knock the ball long or make like a quick pass or even if you look at the. Even you look at one of the goals, I think was it the, the first week, the first night, where the boy just chips it forward and he runs onto it. Like Celtic don't Celtic don't do that. Yeah. And there's PSG, one of the best teams in the world. Maybe they're gonna be the best team in Europe this year, maybe they'll be able to turn that over. Just because of the Man City press, we're just putting that ball through long from the left yeah. back, straight into or Mbappé got a ball last time we done a dude and the guy took him out. But it just gave a wee bit more urgency. And I'm like, yeah. well, if they can do it, surely we can do it. Like, yeah. I mean, at our, no, at our level, not at their level, but at our level, surely we can put that sort of urgency in our game. Yeah. You know? And like, there's no doubt, you know, there's no doubt about, you know, when Brendan Rodgers was, was the manager domestically, he took us to a level that, you know, we, we should. We, as all Celtic fans, we aspire. Like that's what we aspire to. You know, we just we were playing in a, in a, in a, in a way that was attractive, but a way that really, you know, impressed ourselves on the opposition, which is obviously what we should do in Scotland. And yeah. you know, that's the one that is the lamentable thing about obviously Lennon and that from the last. We've just we've completely lost that identity, and that is that is frustrating. It is very very. Yeah, it's you know once we were at that level, our aim should have been to maintain that. Do you know what I mean? And it yeah. and it just hasn't happened. And the big thing is, you know, Eddie Howe can hopefully get us back to that. You know, an identity, a way of playing. You know, but even like watching those quick balls forward, and it doesn't need to be a long ball. But it's just that the quick ball forward, and it's the it's the speed of movement up front. But all these teams now are playing. I mean, okay, Man City are not playing with a recognised striker. Uh, PSG are playing with three, four people up front at times, but not really a recognised striker. People are moving round, so it's very fluid. I suppose that was a term that Brendan Rodgers would use. But the fact is that Celtic are playing actually not like that. We've got one striker, and he kind of sits. You get my drift. Like I'm like, well. Yeah, like that for a Celtic team with like Bedelli and oh, it's Chris uh, Chris Nelson said last week Opal Flex as well. Like these sort of players could filter in and out. It's kind of system where you're sort of moving around. You don't really need to have somebody sitting up front yeah. getting either the blame, which is the Rangers game. He gets the blame, and, and you're like, well, it wouldn't take that much to change that way thinking just to say right put it forward put it in the channels move, move. that's what we did with Arsenal all those years ago and just mm. watching those teams last night which I, I really enjoyed it I was like God we're, we, we've wasted a lot of games this year 
playing not players are tired and not really contributing. Maybe we could have just they just changed it slightly and, and, and got different players on and, and got it moving a bit more. You know. Yeah, but, but they've just like been a you know we've been devoid of ideas. This also been like a rabbit caught in the headlights. Do you know what I mean? Like oh we don't know what you know we don't know what to do as a club, as a team on the pitch. Um. Yeah, it is. It's let's see. It's <laughs> oh my god! So I, so I, 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 I went back to the old habits die hard. So, well, on Sunday night, when uh, holy goalie started saying, "Is anybody watching this game?" and I was like, uh, I, 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 I had to deal with a full scale seven year old who went to bed and her head was itchy, and then she came out. She's like, "Dad, I didn't wash my hair in the shower." I'm like, "Slutty!" And then. I have to wash my hair quickly. We don't tell my mum. So I was dealing with all this, like traipsing about, trying to get this wee lassie of her hair washed because it was itchy. And, and then I, I just kind of looked at it and holy goal, he's like, is anybody on this game? And I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> and just for like half an hour, it was just sheer joy. And I, I'm quite happy to admit it. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm, I'm I mean, it's, it's always a good football <laughs> story, isn't it? Like, ultimately... Uh, oh, no, Stephen, Stephen writes off Stephen Kane writes off young coach young coach wins <laughs> domestic double <laughs> now, that would be really good that would be that would be tremendous um, yeah and it was obviously you know the way it happened as well that goalie coming up in the bright orange top and no one marked him and stuff like that it's like well, this was like the best team since mm-hmm. you know Celtic 1967 Chris, and they, Chris they Boyd Chris Boyd is has got one Celtic player on his dream team this year. Not all that, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when it comes against St Johnston on a Sunday night, man, nobody marks the keeper. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They're but just that, getting but they, to do there it. is a point about, like, you know, for some reason it seems to have been, and, you know, we probably a bit too much as a club were, were prepared to rest in our laurels and, and reflect on that this year. But for us to... You know, it shows how hard it is to do a treble, right? Never right. mind four of them in a row. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and you know, this was this Rangers team was just like swashbuckling better than the Celtic Invincibles team and all of that. And it's like, right, but you know, you know, yeah. you're miles off it, and that's, that's <laughs> you're miles you know off I mean? it. I mean, geez, that's a quadruple, Jen. A treble, <laughs> a treble, quadruple. Gin Celtic, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like, and this guy, the, the company that's selling it's a sponsor of Celtic. I was looking at it at the website today, going, Nah, it just doesn't work, it just doesn't work because a title. I'm sorry, guys, but you've got to try harder. Yeah. <laughs> but it is phenomenal what, what we did, <laughs> you know. We shouldn't, we shouldn't be resting on our laurels as we seem to have been. But we're talking about. What Celtic did or what we did back when we were lads? <laughs> Nobody cares. Yeah, well, uh, probably did one <laughs> night in the, the garage or something. <laughs> but then, so you've got you've got that scenario, and I, like I, I'm quite happy. I'm, as I said to Martinus today, my brother, I'm an open book. Like I'm happy to admit that I went on follow follow and had a bit of a chortle to myself. I'm that <laughs> individual, <laughs> and I, I don't care. I'm that I am that Celtic fan. I just like just just for that little bit, the kids went to sleep. The house was quiet. 
Rachel was watching Line of Duty or something. I just I don't I'm not a Line of Duty fan. I don't really. I'm like, I I go I I like swimming against the tide. You know what I mean I don't really see it. But anyway, and then I just flicked open follow follow and Rangers fans were just as angry as ever. <laughs> I was like, okay. So what it doesn't really generally generally blaming since they I do think that the almost painting themselves into a corner by being so effusive in their praise of Steven Gerrard. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, he surely it couldn't suddenly have been his fault. Who was no, the scapegoat? No, Stevie, Stevie G was carrying the can. But was he? Because of his tactical ineptness, I think. <laughs> oh, well, that was magic. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of, you know, I think one of the boys said it last week. You know, I'm still of the opinion if we'd been you know, anywhere near, but ask that question on that Rangers team. I mean, obviously I'm going to say this, but I think they'd have cracked. I really do. And I think there's plenty of evidence to... Well, they have cracked. That. Like, they cracked. I mean, you think oh, about it, like, the right. weekend, you're like, right, we've got to play Sunday night. Selica, we've just not Selica at the Scottish Cup, right? Let's just turn up. No. And yeah, yeah. The, worst, the worst, Stevie G was like, yeah, he's done really well, but... And then they were just ripping him. And then... The midfield performance as well. Like, I think Kent get like he get pass marks, but they were just all over it. And then also as well as, and again this ties into this weekend. It's like, like McGregor doesn't come for crosses. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. Well, yeah, and you're like, okay, so Celtic maybe just like stick a few in there, see what happens, because he's either not going to come or he isn't going to come. And half somebody in the ground, yeah. you kick them in the head while he's doing it mistakenly, and then you'll maybe get a chance to get him sent off. I mean, it seems to me that you know this is that Michael Beale has has drilled them so well tactically that they just couldn't cope with an extra body in the penalty box. So we should send uh, whoever's in goal, Scott Bain, or the I think that Connor Hazard's quite tall. Just send him up, everybody. Set piece. Scott Bain's like the smallest guy in our team. <laughs> so drop Scott Bain, put the big Northern Irish lad, and just get him up for every every set piece because it just they can't they can't ad- adapt. Quickly enough, do you know what I mean? That's so they're the, not the corner in, and they knock the corner, and the big Irish <laughs> lad just grabs it and stands there. Like oh, no, oh, no. I didn't think this season yeah. could get any worse, but that, that was worse. <laughs> yeah, send them up there. Uh, just oh. just brilliant. And then, hey, what about the boy that scored the winning penalty for St. Johnston? What coolness under pressure or what? That was like. That was one of those unsavable penalties, yeah. and obviously they've got—I mean, they've got um, you know Gordon Banks in goal. So you know they're not just—it's not just any ordinary keeper. You know that's it's the best in the business. Best there was, best there is, and best there ever will. McGregor, McGregor's like here we go. Right, I've got another scenario for you. I've got another synopsis. One of my weird things that just came in my head. McGregor's like it's like one of your friends who always met somebody rather attractive at a nightclub so you'd meet him the next day and he'd be oh sure is blah 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 and he would talk himself up and then you'd yep. meet them a week later and you say yeah she's a nice lassie but she's not Beyonce I don't know whatever names there are nowadays so it, it, it wasn't as great as he made it out to be, right? You understand that? That's it. Yeah. That, you, you've all got friends like that, you know what I mean? 
So McGregor saves are never as good as the commentators, the fans, the media. When you re- you go back and look at them, you're like, yeah, that's just a bog standard McGregor save. But you would listen to the commentary, you think he's like, no, I mean, you no, think he's I Andy Gorham's Andy Gorham's love child with, on well, Super Soldier steroids, not I mean. Well, that's the thing. I'm prepared to be charitable enough to say, like, Andy Gorham was that kind of keeper. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but no, you're absolutely right. He's <laughs> he's a pale imitation, but uh, you just need to put up with it, I suppose. Got to listen to it for, like, the whole... Yeah, so, yeah. All that, again, so this is the, the, the curse of being a Celtic fan, isn't it? We've got Derby Day at the weekend, three games to go. And I'm the idiot that's sitting a couple of weeks ago thinking, I think Celtic could do this if McKenny did does this or does that. Now, is it going to happen tomorrow that Eddie Howe gets appointed Celtic manager and then there's a kick on? Does that really matter? Do, can any of these players actually come on? Have they got any team? We've badly planned this so badly. The reserves played last time in November last year, so nobody's... So, are we just going to just be lambs to slaughter again with the same tactics? And if so, as you said, does it really matter? But it does matter. But it doesn't matter. It does matter. It does matter to me. But maybe I'm just yeah. a fool. It matters, to, of course, like it matters to the fans. Not, and I keep, I feel like I'm always like a bit negative when I say this, but there's just not been anything from Celtic this year for me to think they're going to turn up and put in a big performance and especially as I said you know like John Kennedy's not playing any any other players it just all seems very staid and a bit so you know I mean if I if I looked at if I look at the team shooting Sunday and and Soros playing and you know I, I don't know Soros the one that kind of comes Forrest, mostly to mind maybe. yeah I'd I, Play that lad Taylor at left back just to keep a bit more sort of solidity. Yeah. Then um, you know maybe I can't even remember. Do we? What strikers do we have left? We've obviously sold uh, Patrick Lamala, so you know I suppose Edward will need to play. But yeah, I mean I don't know. Just a bit of a bit of freshness. People kind of playing in the right going positions. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like, I like to see that. Not playing Ryan Christie again, you know what I mean? I don't know. That's <laughs> yeah. Who, who knows? But I mean, we can't really announce Eddie Howe, can we? I thought we're on a social media boycott. So, so what is this? That the social media boycott is on the premise that if you don't tweet, well, you you're a big, you've got a big twi- twi- Twitter following. Mm-hmm. Haven't you? Back but, in the day, I don't really use it anymore. So if you don't tweet out stuff then everybody's going to miss you so much that they'll decide not to be racist is that is that I a mean, logic it, I hate this phrase but it does feel like a bit like virtue signaling you know it's like well um, you're not achieve, to me you're not achieving anything it's down to those companies to do something about this, the stuff that happens on there is that if that's even what they're is that why they're boycotting because they say there's too much stuff happening on those sites yeah so all their players get so every player that's different gets slagged off, I suppose. Every player that's different ever gets abused. So they come off it, then they'll miss it. They'll miss it so much. I don't know. I mean, I mean like yeah. Mike, Mike, I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you. Uh, I'll give you a 
top quiz in. Name 10 great Celtic tweets. Ding. None? Oh, Michael, come on. You're a quiz guy. You get my drift, like. Happy birthday, some Celtic player you'd never heard of. No, the, the best one was we're all. We're, I read that today, that's still on our website. We're all, we're still one club, or always one club. Look, it shows you I can't even see it. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe social media, maybe we are just too old again. It's all about engaging with the fans, <laughs> isn't it? Well, our fans now are on East Bright, Michael, so we have to get some more Cumberland people. Ah, that's true. Tell your brother to start talking to people in the shops and sell, sell on the podcast. Have you listened to this one? I know. Um, now we should do that. I came across in that last podcast as a pure East School Bride fan, and I didn't realise how much I loved East School Bride until <laughs> I, I listened to So, I mean, that's a strange experience listening to yourself back in the car. I'm like, I really love East School Bride. I pure yeah. love it, and I know loads about it. Like, that's just ah, yeah. weird. No, I mean, it, obviously growing up in Cumbernauld, going through East Kilbride, it just had everything that Cumbernauld had, but just a wee bit better. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, the ice rink was better than the one we try to have in Cumbernauld, and you had the better shops, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm not not too... Uh, I know I'm quite a bit of a fan of East Kilbride. Jeez. <laughs> Maybe we'll, get, we'll start that. So before I came on tonight, I was supposed to be doing some Celtic research, as I do. And uh, I was spending the last half an hour talking about concrete elephants to, to East Bride boys. Because East Bride, for some reason, get loads of concrete ele- elephants in it. Yeah. We've had this big discussion about it. We don't know where it came from. I'm asking everybody. And I'm like, have I got some sort of strange East Bride thing in my head? Well, you need to, you do need to read a bit more about Cumbernauld because uh, didn't that famously get the worst building of the year? Like the Cumbernauld Town Centre's won all those kind of worst oh. worst building ever built or something like that. And yeah, it gave us one of the best movies of all time. But it gave us that clock picture. Uh, that clock was immense. To be fair, it's just it's it's amazing. I actually can't watch that movie much that anymore. Like, like movies go through sort of periods in your life and they say once you get older that's education once you get older movies mean different things to you as you get older so Gregory's girl I used to watch it when I was younger and I used to love it they call Channel 4 and all that but nowadays I don't like watching it as much it kind of makes me a bit sort of oh I don't know yeah. empty oh, I, don't know, I don't know why I actually don't know why I don't know why あ、シーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシーシ
right, left and centre, just smashing balls down the channels and making them work and turn. Because I just don't see why you wouldn't do that as a 37-year-old man. Because you'd just be like, you'd just be like that guy, that taxi driver said to me years ago, there's always next week, big man. But honestly, there's only three games left, so you just got to go on with it. Yeah. It's all my sport, you know, so... And then maybe if we get one and I can go back on follow follow again. <laughs> all all roads fall all roads follow to follow follow. Maybe I should get a t shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. anything else? There's nothing else. I don't know. Just uh, we'll see what happens at the weekend or Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. But let's let's see what happens. It is a bit waiting for waiting for the rapture in it. It's like waiting for Eddie Howe to to finally get announced um, but yeah I mean ugh, like you're saying there's not been that many not been that many podcasts about it, it people have been sort of strangely quiet and like I was saying earlier like a bit more kind of relaxed about about this whole scenario than than I think they probably should have been but um, yeah you've got me up for it now I'll definitely I'll watch the game on Sunday so. and it also as well as uh, what they call it the I had one like, a really good experience all the day there. Great experience, right? Oh, but I've got I've got my I've got me Josh and the two girls. The two girls were out. I think they were out horse riding, did something like that anyway. And Rachel had to go up and sit with them. So Josh was there. And I just turned the TV on. I was home from work or whatever, and then the snooker was on. And I said the mortal lines to Josh. I said, Josh, go and get your homework. You can watch the snooker while you're doing your homework. <laughs> And honestly, see for 30 minutes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. No, <laughs> listen, I, it got me my higher English, the, the snooker tournament. It just it took me to a nice kind of zen place. Do you know what I mean? When I was trying to study, I was like, oh, I can't can concentrate. I'll just stick the snooker on in the background. It's no, magic. That's it's such a great sport. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. And he's that asking all the wee questions like, what do you mean they're playing? Another, what do you mean they're playing? the other games playing the other side of that board dad I was like yeah I don't know why I don't know why it is I don't know why there's any logic to it but that's how they do it they cruise them for some reason yeah. and he's yeah. like that's just bizarre I'm like so you can hear stuff I was like yeah you can hear stuff the other side and I'm like this is great time this is dad time man this is it <laughs> <laughs> I mean <laughs> did he pick a favourite player has he got a favourite player it's like me no. and my granny used Steve Davis or some wouldn't no particular reason but no, no he, 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 Josh gets caught up in a lot of detail so right. I, I had to explain to him is it Sean Murphy actually dropped a game or that's a theory although professional people have watched that game and said he didn't he didn't fold like they've watched it and can't work out why he get done for gambling but anyway he get done for a couple of years didn't he because Apparently lost that game or whatever it was, he fixed it. He was, he was, so Josh had it, that just blew his mind. Just blew his mind. He's like, so he's still playing snooker. And how did you lose? And I just had to explain it to him. So he just lost it. What well, does the corruption ex- corruption of that scale exist? Exist, yeah. Yeah. He just well he's he's, he's ten, eleven ten years old and he just went, no. No, I, mean, I don't understand how somebody could drop a game of snooker like, like Joshua wants to win everything you know what I mean yeah. 
So yeah, that was that was my my. Oh, you got to look forward to it, Mikey Dal. I mean, keep yourself fit and happy, and then you could go and sit down with the wee man and just sit there, watch the snooker. Well, it's coming at Milton Keynes now, is it not? Leaving the Crucible, so we might even be able to go and watch it in in the flesh. Would you do that? Yeah. I think I would. I. I don't. I've been asked to go to the darts before, and I've said no. It just looks a bit scummy. But um, <laughs> I think I'd go and watch the snooker. Just yeah. a, wee, a wee hip flask, a wee, a wee quadruple, <laughs> quadruple, triple, treble gin, and I just sit yeah. there and go, oh, it's really nice. <laughs> but would you be yeah, like, go, doing that. Would you be, see, I'm older now, so I'd, I'd have to have like five minute toilet breaks. I don't know if I could go back to Wimbledon, I'd have to like, no drink anything. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, Paul Kane, please sit down if I look so I need to go to the toilet again. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, actually, just one thing did pop into my mind there, Paul, and um, you know, it's a. I think I come on here and I just steal all of Paul McCoggan's jokes, but um, you know, he he promised us Fergal. He 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 broke the news about Fergal Sharkey getting yeah. the Celtic job, um, which obviously hasn't quite materialised yet. <laughs> but he did say that. Um, you know, he did say on Putney Pier today that a good sporting director these days is hard to find. And <laughs> I'll give him that one, man. I'll give him that one. That was good. Underrated uh, WhatsApp message, that one. <laughs> I didn't even get that. I just got it there, <laughs> but I got it. <laughs> well, yeah. well done, Paul. Well done. Well, on that happy note, and thank you so much to everybody for listening. The School Bride podcast was amazing. Like loads of people were listening and it straight away. Like there's people in Australia, which we won't mention just in case <laughs> they're chasing the chasing the it's good by guys down for something. But yeah, so that was really good. And uh yeah, delighted and yeah, let's hopefully let's let's be really positive. Celtic will turn up to the business in the weekend and we all we all can go and follow follow like myself. <laughs> the saddest man in Ireland, Paul. Rabbit hole. You can't even. We're actually on video just now, so we can see each other. And Mikey Dow won't even look at me. The minute I say follow, follow, he's getting so he's looking about a dusty sideboard. He can't even look at me. He's just like, oh, Paul, where, where did they go? Where did they go wrong? I mean, oh, follow, follow. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Mikey, for turning up tonight. I know there was not much to talk about. And uh, hopefully, maybe it's a bank holiday at the weekend, so maybe we'll do one on Monday. We'll do a bit more relaxed one. Get a few more guys on it, so uh, and have a, hopefully a good a good laugh and uh, Celtic might win it at the weekend and give us all something to happy about this summer. And uh, yeah, fantastic! Thank you so much. You take care. Have a nice Paul. evening. Thanks. Bye bye. All the bye. best. See ya. Bye.